Welcome to the Wealth with Purpose podcast, where people come to learn what the Bible says about money, wealth and business. Be inspired by some of the greatest Christian thinkers and commentators from around the planet. Enjoy this episode with your host, Alex Cook. Interesting is a very polite word, Ross. I was thinking more controversial. <laughs> yes, it <laughs> the, could go it's, that It's way. the one where I get uh, unpleasant emails saying, I don't like your theology, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess uh, let, let's launch off on that. Uh, let's, let's dive into a bit of history of tithing and perhaps uh, tie in the Bible, what the Old and New Testament talks about. Yeah, look, absolutely. So the word tithe simply means tenth. So a lot of people will be aware of that. And of course, we see tithing throughout Scripture. And the word tithe is, or tithing is mentioned in both Old and New Testaments, but in different contexts. So mm-hmm. from a, an Old Testament perspective, the first time we see it is actually with Abraham. Um, what's interesting is some people who particularly with a pro-tithing view will say, you know, this is evidence of tithing outside of the law because it was pre-Mosaic law. And Abraham tithed the spoils of war, which is interesting. You know, it wasn't necessarily tithing out of his grain or out of his produce that we're aware of, mm. but we know he tithed to Melchizedek from the spoils of war, which is interesting. Then we look in the Mosaic law and uh, we see three main tithes. First, there was the, the priesthood, so funding the Levites who effectively ran Israel. And I would say if you wanted to try and compare it to today, almost that was equivalent of paying income tax. Mm -hmm. Then there was the second tithe, which is funding the national festivals. Both those first two ones were annual. The third tithe was every third year, and it was for giving to the poor. So it was effectively a great system, in my view, for Mm. looking after the poor in a nation. Uh, And so technically... The average Jew in that time was giving 23.3% of their income each year because, as I say, 10% each year for the two first two, Mm. and then the other one was every three years. So if you put that on an annual basis, you'd say 23.3%. And it was, I think, quite an effective system for running the nation. But then we jump forward and we look at, say, okay, what does the New Testament say? And interestingly, both Paul and Jesus, in reality, are silent on it from the point of view. They don't teach that this is something you should do. They, they don't get into a discussion as, does this sort of thing continue? Uh, and Jesus is quoted as both Matthew 23 and also in Luke 11, when he's rebuking the Pharisees. And so that you often hear this quote, you know, it says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, for you tithe mint and dill and, and cumin and have neglected the weightier provisions of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. But these are the things you should have done without neglecting the others. So what Jesus is saying here is tithe... Yeah, but don't ignore the the more important things such as justice, mercy, and faithfulness. Now, some people interpret that as a command, although if you look at the context, which is a rebuke to the Pharisees, it wasn't really the context of giving a command to the the Gentiles per se. So this is where, as I say, people debate about it. So there's two main sort of theological positions, those that essentially say that the tithing continues through, you know, from old to new. And, uh, you know, it's something we should be practicing. And there are those who more say, and I think this is where the New Testament overwhelmingly speaks to, is the life of of a a generous believer. You know, that's what we're called to do. And there's a whole range of scriptures that support that, you know, give, you know, give each week, give uh, uh, in proportion to what you have. As I say, there's, there's, there's many, many that encourage this idea that as believers, we should have a generous lifestyle. Well, it's a great question. And I think that probably the correct context to think about this is as a, as a steward you know as christians we acknowledge the idea that our money is not ours it, it's actually god's 
which is a weird concept in our very individualistic culture where we think of this as mine and, and so forth. So that's the first thing. The second thing is we're called to steward it for God's glories. In fact, I like a, a definition of stewardship that I saw a few years back that said stewardship is managing God's blessings in God's ways for God's glory. And so when we look in the New Testament particularly, there's this overriding message that we need to live generously. Mm. So it's interesting, you know, we're at this time of year now, end of financial year, many um, Christians are hearing from their charities that they support, getting letters to, you know, give to fundraisers. And of course, radio stations are all doing mm. the same kind of thing. And so to me, this is a really good opportunity to have eternity in mind. Now, we should have that, of course, every day. But I think when you, you're starting to get challenged about how you're going to use your money, we need to say, what is of true importance? You know, we've got a society at the moment that's, if we're honest, it's falling apart at a, a rapid rate, both morally and economically. And so the response to that, I think, as believers is to take up our cross and live with the intent of building God's kingdom. That requires us to generously. And as as you know, I've been working with you guys, uh, you know, doing these kind of shows mm. for the past couple of years. And to me, what I've learned from working with Christian Radio is the powerful impact it has on people's lives because it's a great way to introduce the gospel to them. It's a great way to encourage them. It's a great way to disciple them. And so I would encourage listeners to think, if you want to sow into good soil, if you want to sow into things that are going to make an eternal difference, 96.3 is a fantastic place to consider. And, uh, you know, we should all give to our local church. And there's a range of things that uh, the Bible indicates, such as helping the poor. But the big one, of course, is missions, getting the gospel out there. And, you know, I can't think of a better way than supporting Christian radio. I'd really encourage listeners to think, you know, if you're listening to these, you know, you know 96.3 FM regularly, it's something that's giving you great encouragement, great teaching, then sow into it because you're sowing into good soil and you're going to bless others. The thing I always find um, interesting when I'm working with various Christian radio stations in Australia is the stories that I hear about how the radio is reaching to their lives. It's encouraging them. It's introducing them to the gospel. It's teaching them and giving them wisdom, and it makes a huge, huge difference. It's very transformative. And so, yeah, I would say to people, um, in fact, you know, some people might, some might have heard this sort of cliche, and that says, when we think about giving, it's not so much how much should I give, but rather how much should I keep? Yeah. <laughs> Which, of course, a is a challenge. Mm, that's so, right. So, um, yeah, it's... Uh, something that I encourage people to really, really pray through, think through. We want to raise the bar. Jesus always raised the bar in the the New Testament compared to the Old Testament. And so we should do the same each year with our giving. I I always love quoting people who have just who are really eloquent and competent, much more than myself. <laughs> and one's uh, many uh, Christians will know is the f- well-known pr- preacher in the US called John Piper. And he had a really great way of just unpacking this. And I'll read out a short quote from him. It says, It is a biblical truth beyond all dispute that all your money is God's. Refer to Psalm you know, 24 verse 1. And it has been loaned to you as a steward to use in ways that maximize the glorification of God's mercy in the world. And it is irrational to think that giving 10% of that money to the church settles the issue of good stewardship in a world of such immense need and in a country of such immense luxury and under the commission of such a powerful lord the issue of stewardship is not shall i tithe but rather how much of god's trust fund 
dare I use to surround myself with comforts? Now, that's a pretty, uh, you know, I think it's pretty confronting. It is. But let's be honest, Australia, with all its challenges at the moment, with, you know, cost of living increasing and mortgage and so forth, it is still an amazingly blessed country mm. Yeah, where everyone's, you know, well-fed, well-looked after and has lots of things to enjoy. Surely, as believers, we'd be saying to ourselves, how can we build God's kingdom and reach as many Aussies as possible and beyond with the good news? And we need to put our money to that task and uh, the last quote the one that i love is john john wesley he has a lot of great quotes because he was a fantastic uh, preacher from what well, it must be two or three hundred years ago now and uh he's so, suppo- purported to say make all you can save all you can give all you can and uh you know i think that's a it's a good principle uh, to, to think about now i'm not saying make all you can in the sense of greedy pursuit mm. uh, but more that we we make it we work hard we be diligent as uh, you know, God has blessed us with the various skills and giftings that each of us have. So make what we can, save, save, because you know, you got to save for the future and prepare mm. and look after your family. But then have that eternal focus, give all you can, because ultimately we can't take it with us, but we can set it on into eternity. It actually almost justifies the, we can take it with us because we will, uh, we will be going, well, we're answering to God, you know, going, well, we, we saved these people. We got out there in the mission field and, uh, and did, some, did some good work. The most important, the Great Commission, Absolutely. And I think I've I've said to people before, you know, I look forward to getting to heaven and meeting people who who I've never met in this life, Mm. but they come up to me and say, because of you, I got to hear the gospel. I got to, someone gave me a Bible or someone showed me the, what the good news of Jesus was all about. And as a result, they're in heaven. That to me would be, it'd be mind blowing. And I think, that's what should get us up in the morning, the joy of seeing people come to Christ. Alex Cook from Wealth With Purpose. Alex, thanks for your time today. My pleasure, Ross. Great to be with you. Thanks for tuning into the Wealth With Purpose podcast. For more great biblical wisdom and free resources, please visit www.wealthwithpurpose.com.